Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. Bonnie, in the span of seven days, we went from a, hey, you know, the tropics might be a little busy to um, tropics going full 2020. Right, all lined up in a row. And, you know, we talked last week on the show about, okay, well, we need to watch an area possibly uh, coming off the Atlantic maybe messing with like Hispaniola, maybe messing with the Lesser Antilles. No, 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 no. We weren't even close. The Gulf wasn't maybe on our radar a little bit, but Bonnie, we had a hurricane come ashore yesterday. Yeah. A cat one came and took out the bottom little shark tooth of Texas. That's what I think that part looks like down there. The little shark tooth of Texas. AKA South Padre Island, AKA Brownsville, Texas. Boom. Yep. And I think we said, what, 260,000 people without power? Yeah. Maybe a little bit more? Yep, exactly. So Hurricane Hannah, you know, insert meme about Hannah Montana and every other thing we saw yesterday on on Facebook and Twitter because it was fantastic. Came in like a wrecking ball. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it did. (laughs) It did. Oh, good Lord. It was a party in the USA. Anyways. (laughs) Uh, it was a Cat 1, 90 miles an hour when it came ashore, central pressure 973 millibars, uh, nothing to shake a stick at, it's still a Cat 1 hurricane, uh, it looked like it was getting its act together as it came ashore, um, you know, on radar it was a semi-well-defined eye, mm-hmm. wind gusts on radar estimates, you know, obviously 100 miles an hour, but higher up in the atmosphere, uh, came, in, came ashore uh, for the first time in... It hit one of the outer islands, and I, all of a sudden I'm drawing a blank. Let me let me pull it up real quick, and I'll be able to tell you what it is. Uh, and we'll get to Hurricane Douglas here in a minute because that's the other big story. But Hurricane Hannah Montana did come ashore yesterday, <laughs> and I'm going to be calling it that for a while. Uh, if only it hit Montana, that would have been so right. Good. It would have been perfect. Uh, Laguna and Madre, very 2020, the, right. Sharpies. For Hurricane to hit Montana. Sharpies <laughs> included. Um, Laguna Madre is where it came ashore for the first time, and then it made its second landfall, and this time actually on the continental U.S. in uh, Kennedy County, Texas. Uh, again, nine hundred or 973 millibars, 90 miles an hour. Uh, satellite was semi-impressive. Uh, you know, it wasn't a textbook-looking hurricane at any by any stretch of the imagination. Um, right. I don't know if we ever actually saw like a truly defined, clear and open eye. I think it was, but I feel like the wall was like squiggly. You yeah, know what I mean? It, was it wasn't like sharp. Yeah. So, I mean, if it had had, I don't know, another day or two over the Gulf, it probably would have been a bit of a stronger, more organized storm. Right. Agreed. Um, you go back and you watch the forecast path of this and, you know, the actual plotted path that it took. This thing started out over in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, you know, probably, let's see here, if I'm going to plot this correctly, uh, due south of Alabama and then probably, you know, due west of Tampa Bay, Florida. And I could be wrong because my Florida geography is not that great, but I do know where Alabama is. 
it says AL on the map, and I know where Florida is because obviously. Anyways, <laughs> um, you know, in Florida the... is the uvula of the United States. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Do you know Florida is an isthmus? No, what does that mean? So I thought is... it was a peninsula. It is. Well, it's a peninsula and an isthmus, and so is Michigan. But we will get into yeah. that in a minute. Yes. Geographical features. Yeah, look at that. Yes, miss. Which I just misspelled. Isthmus meaning. An isthmus. What is an isthmus? I don't know, but you said it so many times now it doesn't even sound like a real word. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is true. An isthmus is the narrow neck of land that joins two larger areas of land. A narrow strip of land joining two larger pieces. So, I take that back. Uh, isthmus is Panama. Michigan used to be an isthmus. Florida probably at some point was an isthmus. So, never mind. I was wrong. But it is a peninsula, yes. Anywho. Geographical features are weird. They are. So, are weather features. We, yeah, for sure. We're, we're used to this. However... Now that I've completely butchered Michigan and Florida, please accept my apologies. <laughs> it is early for me on this lovely Sunday morning. Uh, the heat is starting to build, and we'll get into that, too, here in a minute. Uh, but Hannah, you know, it was an oppressive Cat 1 storm. And yeah. the fact that we went from nothing in the Gulf to a storm, you know, moving uh, kind of that weird direction from, you know, east to west, which, again, does happen happens quite frequently that's where most of our tropic systems do move when they originate uh with the you know a few exceptions where you know they kind of move north to or move west to east or north to south this one kind of did its due west and then swung off to the southwest and and made landfall yesterday but uh, it was great to one finally have hurricane coverage for something Mm. you know uh tv stations did a great job the weather channel was awesome doing their coverage I'm really interested to see who they send to Hawaii because that's going to be a cush gig. Not going to lie. Hey, let's, right. let's fly to Hawaii and we'll get into Douglas here in a second. But did anything stand out to you about Hannah besides, you know, 100 mile an hour winds, lightning, power outages, anything? Um, I did see a couple of tornado warnings off some of those outer bands. I don't know if they actually put any tornadoes down but i saw one or two warnings um which is normal of course um but that's just like putting salt in the wound when a hurricane's coming ashore and it's like oh let me put down a tornado or two as well um that's like wind on wind you know that's just that's intense that's kind of like windception and i can't even like think about it um yeah but I also like that it did that curve, like you said, to the southwest, and now it's in Mexico. So it just kind of went, and it it's very interesting storm. And like I said, if it had had a little more time over that warm, open water, it probably would have been a little bit worse than it was. But for it to go from, oh, here's some clouds that might form to a Cat 1 in a few days, pretty crazy. Yeah. 2020. Yeah, totally is 2020. Um, you know, I know that the big story with this is going to be the flooding you know, winds obviously are our big story, and you're getting the power outages with that. But the flooding, the amount of rain this thing is going to drop and is continuing to drop uh, yeah. even today is pretty impressive. Uh, I want to say that they had, you know, kind of put out that the Weather Prediction Center had said, you know, chances of likely flooding here are severe. And yeah. it's going to happen, and please be prepared. But it was very interesting to watch coverage where, 
you know, yeah, you have 90 mile an hour winds, but most of that area beach wise is extremely flat. So, you know, TV crews were several hundred yards inland from the coast and they're still getting a storm surge. And they're like, you know, it's just, it's really flat. I think some of the best video were some of the porta potties being, you know, pushed back from the beach, like into downtown. So that Ooh. that was pretty funny to watch. Oh, they stood upright. I hope they were locked. Yeah, they were. Oh. And they were upright, so <laughs> So that that was kind of fun to watch. But, you know, it's the tropics finally decided to heat up. And yep. you know, we went from looking at percentages of, you know, 30% to, you know, 40% to boom, full-blown hurricane. So, it just goes to tell you why we have forecasts. Forecasts don't always see everything. This should right. be a this should absolutely be a textbook course on tropic me- meteorology, basic forecasting meteorology 101, making sure that you understand that a forecast is not a perfect science. Meteorology is not a perfect science. Atmosphere can kick up storms. Things can form pretty much overnight, and this is a prime example of it. Well, and the main reason is because we can't cover every square inch of the yep. atmosphere with instruments to measure what's going on so you know they use buoys in the water and of course weather balloons and planes and stuff like that but you know there could be a good section of the atmosphere not covered and who knows what's happening right there maybe it's dry maybe there's decent wind shear which will tear up a hurricane like so so sometimes there's things in place that aren't caught and the storm moves through it and oh you've lost your chances of development or there's a section of the atmosphere that is prime with perfect ingredients to get a storm going. And so as soon as it hits that bam, it fires up into a cat one hurricane. So, you know, that's why we just can't cover every inch of the earth and every inch of the atmosphere. It's too much. It's very true. Um, The other storm that did form this week was tropical storm Gonzalo and Gonzalo. We're still kind of watching right now because he is currently just out there chugging along. Um, he kind of made landfall. He's not currently has any sustained winds, 30 miles, 39 miles an hour or greater. Uh, he made impact just on the north part of, gosh, what country is that? My uh, Venezuela. So some of the islands just off to the northeast of Venezuela is where he technically came ashore. Now, the last update that we have from the National Hurricane Center is saying... You know, eh, nothing. It's the last public advisory issued for the system. Um, what is he right now? A depression? A storm? He's technically the remnants. So he's just a mm. remnant of. Um, Max sustain winds 35 miles an hour. So he's an organized area of thunderstorms, basically. Hmm. So. Well, and yeah. so technically could reorganize, but. Could reorganize, but forecast doesn't look like it's likely. So. When we look at the Atlantic for the rest of today and going forward, um, there's one area that we're watching. There's a very high chance it does form. So there's one area uh, way, way, way out there, definitely between South America and Africa. Mm-hmm. It's a broad area of low pressure associated with a tropical wave, a thousand miles west southwest of the Cape uh, Cabo Verde Islands. System is producing a wide area of disorganized showers and thunderstorms as it moves westward about 20 miles an hour across the Atlantic Ocean. Environmental conditions are forecast to become very conducive for development, and a tropical depression is likely to form within the next few days as the system nears the Lesser Antilles. Interest in the Lesser Antilles should monitor the progress of the system. 
Formation through 48 hours, so two days, 60%. Through five days, 90%. So, Wow. So we'll be talking about probably a new system next week on the show. Yes, most likely that is very possible. And it's going to be, I think I'm saying it right, Isaias. I believe so, yes. Okay. Very interesting name. I like it. But, I do too. you know, I think we're all going to have issues with it for the next couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, we're going to have Isaiah, <laughs> and then we have Josephine, and then we have another basic name, and Kyle and Laura. Can't wait. Ooh, I want Kyle. Right? I I'm... feel like that storm's going to have, like, blonde hair and blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you a picture of my friend Kyle, who matches that description perfectly. See? Boom. But, like, with, like, gel, and so it's kind of like... Again, matches him Johnny perfectly. Johnny Bravo-y a little bit, you know, like that. Okay, John, don't knock Johnny Bravo. He's my all-time favorite cartoon character. No, Johnny Bravo's great. Johnny Bravo's fantastic. He's a big, dumb, lovable animal. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's... Which, yeah, which way to the beach? I wish I could make the sound effects when he, like, moves his head. <laughs> yeah. I really wish I could do that because that'd be fantastic. <laughs> and that chiseled jaw of Johnny's... Mm-mm-mm. You go, Johnny Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> Note to self, Bonnie... Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Done deal. Just call me Bonnie Bravo, I'm just saying. Oh good lord, here we go. <laughs> well, after we, you know, finish looking at the Atlantic, and again, you know, all eyes are gonna be on that wave that is coming across the Atlantic right now. Um, a more pressing matter is Hurricane Douglas closing in on the Hawaiian Islands. Now yes. last week we talked about storms again having a high likelihood of progressing to the west or pro- yeah progressing to the west conditions were going to be favorable and then slowly they interact with colder water well hurricane douglas was douglas that could and uh-huh. you know douglas currently is gosh where is my latest public advisory hurricane douglas is 145 miles east of or sorry 235 miles east of honolulu it is very close to the Big Island. It will miss a direct hit on the Big Island. It is uh, currently uh, 145 miles, basically, uh, northwest of the Big Island. And now we start to pick up the hurricane warnings for the smaller islands, including the island of Hawaii, uh, where Honolulu is, I believe. Honolulu Is Honolulu on Maui? It's early for me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Honolulu, Hawaii. It's on Oahu. Sorry. Honolulu is on Oahu. The big island of Hawaii is Hawaii. Hence why they call it Hawaii. Anywho. (laughs) We now look at this. And so public advisory that has been issued for the latest. It says Hurricane Watch is now for Maui County, including the islands of Maui, Lanai, uh, Malakai, and I'm not going to try and pronounce that because I'm going to butcher it. Um. Hurricane watch has been canceled for Hawaii County. Tropical storm watch has been issued for portions of the National Marine uh, Monument from French Frigate Shoals to Morrow Reef. And then it breaks down. Um, doo, 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 doo. At 5 a.m. Hawaii Standard Time, the center of Hurricane Douglas was located near latitude 20.0 or 20.7 north. Longitude 154.3 West. Douglas is moving toward the west-northwest near 16 miles an hour, so a fast-moving 
storm. This motion is expected to continue over the next couple of days. On the forecast track, Douglas will pass near or over the islands of Maui to Kauai today and tonight. Maximum sustained winds are near 90 miles an hour with higher gusts. Gradual weakening is forecast to expect during the next 48 hours, but Douglas is expected to remain a hurricane as it moves through the islands. Hurricane force winds extend up to 30 miles an hour from the center. Tropical storm force winds extend 105 miles an hour. So, uh, it is definitely something to be taken uh, with quite seriousness. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about this. We had wind gusts 80 to 90 miles an hour sporadically a few weeks ago. but right. And that knocked out a lot of power, caused a lot of issues. So, I can't imagine that speed of wind and higher sustained just constant blowing at that speed you know that that's that's going to be intense especially for a small island you know it's true it is true and you know there's only so much of you know hawaii to go around there's a lot of other interests there there are you know definitely you know it's it's a rarity to have hawaii get hit Mm mm-hmm with that said, it does happen from time to time. Yeah. If but you... it's got to be lined up perfectly, all of that ocean yep. and just yep. that little line of islands, you know? So yep. it's if... all the stars got to align for Hawaii to get hit. Right. If you look at, if you just pull up the National Weather Service Honolulu page, so weather.gov slash HFO. And again, when we're taping this, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, uh, tropical storm conditions expected with some hurricane conditions possible. You don't necessarily see that, mm-hmm. you know, and you look at the hurricane local statement and it's just saying, Hey, it's coming to short and you need to be ready. And it's, it's almost there. I mean, it's going to be there within a matter of hours. Honolulu is, yes, it's on the you know West side and there's a mountain range that's going to protect a little bit of it, but guess what? It's still going to feel the effects. And, when you pull up in the Honolulu office page, you know, where it describes all of their watches and warnings, the entire thing is red. Wow. So, man, it's uh, it's very interesting. And it gives all these, you know, different synopsis and stuff and, you know, updating actual locations. It's 85 miles northeast of Hilo. It's, you know, 110 miles east of Hana. Or I'm probably, you know, mispronouncing that. Um, but it's 240 miles east of Honolulu. 240 miles east of um, one of their joint bases. So, again, there's not a lot of room for you to go anywhere. It's one of those things where you kind of have to be, you're, you're basically stuck. Yeah. And that is the dangerous part. Yeah, and and definitely evacuating, like you're saying, is, is just not an option. Planes aren't going to leave. Where right. are they going to go? Right. You know, so... I mean, that's that's got to be a little bit scary for Hawaii. I mean, on any island, you know, you're just, you have nowhere to go. And that's intense. You know, here, people in Louisiana and Florida, they, you know, you just go north. Like, that's that's basically it. You just go north. Right. Um, you know, go to Alaska. Alaska has a very small, small chance of getting hit by a hurricane. So just go there, you know. But when you're on an island... That you don't have that option, and that's got to be a little bit scary. It is scary, and I'm pulling up the satellite that is up. Ghost um, 17 has some really, really nice pictures. The sun is now just coming up 
And so, you know, Daybreak is breaking in Hawaii. And Bonnie, it looks like, and I hate saying this, but Douglas is in the middle of an eye wall regeneration. Uh-oh. And you can see storms bubbling up along the center of circulation. That's not good. And there's really good outflow with this. Uh, this would be very textbook. I'm going to see if I actually stop this and just get the latest image because I want to tweet this out. Because it is impressive. I am not going to lie. That's a terrible picture. Let's get a bigger one. We want size. There we go. We. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to go here. And we're going to copy and paste. <laughs> Actually, you know, let's see if I can find a better one. Anyways, it's. He said, it's not anything to shake a stick at. It's it's a big deal. And you, actually, I need to text a couple of my friends who live in Honolulu and be like, hey, I just want to make sure you're okay. Nice. A couple yeah. of Hawaii friends. I, yeah, I do have some friends in Hawaii. You've got friends all over the country. I do. I'm somewhat popular. A little bit. Just a little bit. We should go to Hawaii for an addition to B-squared. Uh, I'm down. <laughs> Yeah, I would be too. All right, so now I need to crop that. Boom. Uh, I need to do that real quick. I love trying to crop things. Such a great name. Right. Such a great name. <laughs> crop. Crop top. Crop photos. File save as. Boom. Douglas. It's a great name. Gosh, it's a great name. Still a cat one as of now, though, right? Yes. 90 miles an hour, central pressure. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, 983 millibars. So not as strong as what Hannah was when she came ashore. But like I said, this last loop, it's a little bit um, a little bit concerning because it does look like there is some eye wall regeneration. Um, not a defined eye, per se. You can definitely see where the center of circulation is, but not a clear eye yet. So... Let's see what happens. Um, so I'm going to retweet this right now on our page. What hurricane were we watching like two years ago? Oh, my gosh. Um, that was going to hit Hawaii? I don't was know. Was it should... Matthew? It could have been. Or did it start with a B? That's a really good thing. So I'm going to retweet. There's retweet. I don't think it could have started with a B. That seems like too early on in the season. Right. But I don't know, maybe. Maybe it took a long time for a named storm to form, so. Yeah, I'd have to go back and uh, look at that to be totally honest with you. B squared. No, I think it started with an H. Yeah, we can pull it up. Let me go, let me, let me, let me post this tweet picture real quick and then I can go look. I know it started with a letter of the alphabet, so we narrowed it down. Right. I just don't know which letter. We have 26 possible chances. Boom. I think it started with an H, final answer. Right. Okay. Speaking, Speaking of, of final <laughs> Go ahead. Yes. I'll let you take this one. Speaking of final answer, I just want to slide this in. RIP to um, Regis Philbin. Yes. Host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Host of, Re- what is it? Regis and Kathy Lee? Was it, that the original it was, one? It was live with Regis and Kathy. Yes. yes. And then it was Regis and Kelly at yes. some point. It was. Um. But he's like, he's just, 
you know, one of our entertainment icons. He's hosted a million different types of shows. He's, you know, that, that clip, that iconic clip from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire of the guy using his lifeline to call his dad on the last question just to tell him he's winning. If that didn't bring a tear to your eye every time, right. then I don't know what would. But uh, RIP to Regis. I believe he was 88. So Yes, and I believe, and I, I'm pretty sure this is still the most accurate statement that I have seen about him. He has spent more time on American television than anybody else. I would believe that 100%. Like per hour. So that, you know, that alone is is a pretty awesome accomplishment. Um, Yeah. All right. So if you go to Weather Podcast, you can see this photo that we just clipped um, and posted where you can kind of see, again, there is a uh, very interesting looking eye wall regeneration. And I'm going to post the link to the animation so we can follow that all day because we're going to be doing that a hundred percent so we're looking it's looking like it's strengthening right now right yes it does just to me and again i'm not a tropical meteorologist by any stretch of the imagination however it does look like there is some eye wall regeneration and uh that to me is a little bit scary yeah but with that said i would absolutely love to be in hawaii right now to experience a hurricane coming ashore. So, all right, we're going to copy. Oh, you're closer to Hawaii than I am. That is so true. Go I, on. I'm get a, your kayak and head down there. Yeah. It's a five, it's a seven hour flight. <laughs> seven hour? Yeah. Over I the, wonder what it is from Oklahoma. Over the I ocean. Think 18. Over the ocean. Oof. Well, let's do I think this. I would need to be knocked out for that. It's not bad. Uh, flight time from Oklahoma City to Hawaii. Here we go. I think it's 18. Uh, There's no nonstop flights. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So with one stop, the closest they can get you there is 11 hours. Oh. So it's not bad. Oh, so I take it back. 10 hours and 25 minutes. So not too bad. Yeah. You can do that. Bad. Yeah. I wonder what it is now, though, with a hurricane. <laughs> uh, probably closed. So. Right. And for right, us, we can get you to the Baja, California, and that's about it. Yeah. Total flight time from Portland to Hawaii is just about five and a half hours. However, coming back, wow. it's about seven. Or sorry, I take that back. It's, it's actually slower to go than it is to come back because you get the jet stream coming back. So I think it's like four hours on the way back. So, All right, jet stream helping yeah. out the planes. That's what, yeah, to Portland. All right. Yes. Uh, in theory, according to travel math, it's five hours and five minutes on the way back and about five and a half there. I, I've been told it's, it's significantly less sometimes. Wow. Yeah. That just doesn't seem fair, but whatever. Yeah. You know what? Come live on the West coast. Anyways. (laughs) Maybe I will just to be closer to Hawaii. You should, you should, um, here is the high resolution link. We've now reverted to live tweeting on B squared. But if you listen to the show, we do that all the time, so it's okay. Yep, it's kind of our thing. High res yes. Because remember we cover the events as they happen. Mm-hmm. Resolution. Keeping you up to date. That's what we do. 
that's what that's what makes B squared a different podcast from all the other weather podcasts. We talk about stuff in real time, and we talk about stuff that's currently happening. Here's a high resolution satellite link for Hawaii and hashtag Hurricane Douglas. <laughs> Tweet Hurricane Douglas. There we go. Okay, so now it's posted. So as we wait for Douglas to come ashore, which it will here in the next couple hours, Bonnie, uh, the tropics did, like we said, really explode, and that's pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and, you know, it just kind of looks like it's going to keep going. Um, so we'll just see. We'll just see what the next week holds. Things change from day to day real quick. So right, it, this is the exciting time of hurricane season. Well, currently in the Central Pacific, you know, the story is Douglas, and he is the only thing there. And you got to remember, Douglas was a very powerful storm. Uh, I want to say that Douglas was a Cat 4 or a Cat 5. Where are my archives? There it is. Uh, I want to say it was a Cat 4 or Cat 5 on Thursday. I could be wrong. Let's see. Wow. Here. Well, I'm glad it's come down. Uh, Cat 3. Mm. Okay. Still though. Yeah, but he was a you know for a while he was the most powerful storm on the country. By the way, to my brothers and sisters out there who work in the news media, um, I see you. I love you. I have been a part of you, and I am a part of you. However, please, 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 talk to your chief meteorologist. Talk to your other meteorologists, weather producers. Because when you start saying it's the strongest storm on the planet and it's the only storm going, of course, it's the strongest storm on the planet. But that's not the headline. Okay. It's out there churning in open water. Nothing's happening with it. Yeah. Like it's a little misleading. It's a little clickbaity. Like we don't need that. It's very clickbaity. We just we have plenty of that. If you want to do that, just, you know, open up Twitter and type in Portland, Oregon, and you'll get tons of clickbait about stuff that is or is not happening in my hometown. True. So please just take a day and just look and read and talk to your meteorologists and let them, you know, let them be the ones to tell you what's happening. That would be fantastic. So thank you. Drives me nuts, Bonnie. It drives me absolutely nuts. Sorry. No, I feel I, you, and that's what lowers the credibility of meteorologists and just the meteorology field in general is that kind of stuff. Right. And you know, we just we don't want to help avoid that as much as we can. And I can tell you this right now: there are plenty of text messages and other emails and stuff that I trade with chief meteorologists around the country, and you know, just looking forward on stuff. Where they're just like, you know, this is really, really annoying. Where their news director doesn't even bother to talk to them or other reporters never talk to them. And I'm going to go stand on my soapbox, so please stand by one second. (laughs) And I know this happens in Oklahoma. It happens everywhere. Okay, so we have a major weather event happening. Be it a snowstorm, be it a tornado outbreak, be it anything. Okay, so your local news starts on TV. And who do they talk to first? Okay, take it back. Who should they talk to first? For a weather event, who should they talk to? The chief meteorologist. Right? And do they? No. Let's go to Joe Schmo 
Becky Browner reporter out on the street where the snow's coming down to get a live look of what's happening. Well, hey, guys, or, you know, it's snowing out <laughs> here and check out the ground conditions. This compact ice and oh, I slipped and fell or, oh, look at the people driving their cars crashing into each other. This is a weather event. Lead with the weather. I get it that people are going to tune out. And again, the studies say this and I understand it, but I don't need to see Becky Browner or, you know, crazy Kevin, you know, I don't know come up with a funny last name that rhymes with Kevin and you know Schmevin. yeah okay great so they're on an overpass or they're doing this or they're doing that let's get the weather information let's get it out there and then we can go to Becky or Kevin and say hey here's what's going on yeah because if I can know what's happening weather wise first and again I know I'm different and I understand my thoughts don't necessarily matter. That's why I'm not a news director. I get it. But lead with the people that know what's happening. Because Becky and Kevin are general assignment reporters. They don't necessarily yeah. follow the weather every day. They don't understand atmospheric conditions usually. So let's start with the people that understand what's happening first. Then we can go out and start to broaden out the scope. Yeah, I agree, 100%, because people need to get the information and the facts first, and then we can look at the live shots. <sighs> this frustrates me to no end, and I cannot begin to tell you how many times I've sat there and I've screamed at my TV. <laughs> and, you know, even when I was working in news on a day-to-day basis, it would drive me nuts. But again, I get it. You want the broader scope first, and then you can narrow it down. But man, this is why I love the Weather Channel. This is why I love, you know, watching weather coverage because it's actual weather sprinkled in with a side of um, let's go to the, you know, Oklahoma Department of Transportation or the Oregon Department of Transportation, which we call ODOT. Do you guys call yours uh, OKDOT? No, it's ODOT. Okay, so it's ODOT and ODOT. So, yeah, let's go to the ODOT press conference. Hey, look at the guy putting a snow, you know, a plow in the front of the truck. Woo! Here in Oregon, we had to have environmental studies to see how salt impacts it before we got to use it. Now, granted, this is now 2020, okay? This will be, by my math, the fourth year that we've actually used salt to deal with snow. Wow. Okay. I think we use sand. Yeah, so we use we normally use sand or we use a liquid de-icer, which does not work. But because we are a bunch of tree-hugging, salmon-loving, got to protect the environment at all costs people up here in the Northwest, we just started using salt, but only in extreme cases. Isn't salt bad for your car? Yes. And I get the paint off? Yes, and it rusts it. And it can yeah. run off into rivers, which, again... I get. Please do not at me. I understand how salt affects the environment. Do I think it's worth using during high impact events? Yes. People still have to get to work, including me, because as we now know, Bonnie, I'm essential. So I have to go to work. Amazon stops for nothing. That is very true, except fires, which we've now had two fires like directly related to the apartment I'm I'm running. So we had a giant warehouse burn down in California a couple weeks ago. And then apparently one of the loads that was actually destined for my department coming from Salt Lake City caught fire this week. Wow. 
So my They're job. They're opening another warehouse here in Oklahoma. I heard that. I heard that. Maybe let's transfer and take the three months to come live in Oklahoma City. I'm just saying. That would be kind of cool, actually. Right. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to keep that in the back of my mind. I'll have to do some research on that today. Mm-hmm. See what they're putting in. Okay, say anywho, we digress. Enough about Amazon. Shout out to my employer. Love you. Long time. If you go to my <laughs> personal Instagram page at Bobby Corser, you can see my brand new pink t-shirt because I'm on the fun committee. I saw it. Yeah. I look nice. Thank you. You're rocking it. You got to rock the pink sometimes. It made me look real yeah. tan, which I was happy with because trust me, I'm still very <laughs> pasty white. Um, I rock a farmer's tan all the time. But um, I'm very pasty. <laughs> it's all those outdoor weddings, you know, when you've got your, your arms out, you know, you've got your T-shirt on. So here you are with your brown arms. Yeah, it's me. It's me. Literally, the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, it's me driving to work every day is what it is. Oh, nice. But it's okay. We don't mind. So, you know, the weather's nice, but I digress again. If we're going to do weather coverage, let's do it right. Now, yep. speaking of summer... <laughs> You're going to mock me for this, and I, and rightfully so, as you did on Twitter last night. It's about to get hot up here in the Northwest. We're looking it's at, like te- I know, we're looking at temperatures today, probably 95 to 100, maybe 102 tomorrow. Now, Dang. I, I, I do work in a warehouse that is not air conditioned. We do have adequate airflow, so that's okay. But we have a heat advisory posted, and we've talked you know, a while about the has the hazard simplification, you know, with this warrant, anything. I'm just going to tell you right now, this is my one of maybe five, one of five things that I think we would need to keep something around. So 102 degrees in Portland is nothing to shake a stick at. Okay. Uh-huh. It's not, it's rare. It happens maybe once a year. Sometimes we go an entire summer without getting out of the 90s, which is fine, but it's just hot. There's no humidity, so it's a dry heat per se. With that said, not everybody here has air conditioning. It's not like you guys in Oklahoma where it's an afterthought. Everybody's got air conditioning in Oklahoma. Everybody's air conditioning in Arizona just because you need it. Here, it is somewhat dangerous. So while it's not necessarily a heat warning yet, The heat advisory is posted. It is in effect for today and tomorrow. So temperatures will ramp up. You know, you get that descending air. It's starting to compress and heat. So we'll have a heat low eventually build. We'll have a little bit of wind to help kind of generate that air uh, compressing. But, Bonnie, it's hot. There's There's no way around it. It's just hot. Welcome to my world. Right. And obviously you guys have been sitting in it. But you guys get the added benefit of humidity with it. Oh yeah, that's that's what I would call it a benefit. Um, yeah, we definitely have the humidity. It's still hanging around, um, but I think we're going to get some relief in this upcoming week. So I'm pretty excited for that. We're just going to toss our heat your way for a little bit, and uh, you're welcome. Send it our way. Um, looking at the SPC forecast for thunderstorm activity over the next couple of days, you know there are some chances east of the Cascades where it's extremely dry. And mm. we get dry thunderstorms this time of year. So we need to be watching out for fires. And we've had a couple pop up. Two quick tweets I'm going to mention because they're hilarious. One, <laughs> currently burning in Los Angeles. And it being so 2020, the Karen fire. 
That thing generated so many, so many good jokes last night on social media that we don't have time to cover them all, and that's okay. But just know that there is a Karen fire currently burning in Los Angeles. My favorite joke so far is it won't leave until the fire marshal shows up. So <laughs> that was pretty funny. Not going to lie. <laughs> I can just picture the haircut right now. Oh, I totally. I, just... I, I can, too. I totally can, too. <laughs> I'm sure she's got sunglasses to go with it. Anyways, exactly. the second one was a small fire here in Oregon that uh, is near Wikiup Reservoir. It's on. It's burning on BLM lands now. For those of you who are not familiar with the land situation in the United States, BLM stands for the Bureau of Land Management. Okay. Unfortunately, it shares an acronym with a very powerful political cause currently happening in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, as I tweeted to my cousin last night. Here's the information of the Wikiup fire. And I said, now for all of you woke millennials, this BLM stands for the Bureau of Land Management lands and not Black Lives Matter lands. To which my cousin responded, because I live in the West, I understand this. However, I'm going to copy and paste this and send this to all my friends just so they don't freak out and show up that the federal government is burning Black Lives Matter land. And I'm like, cuz, that's not what I intended. It was more of a, you know, an informative joke. And he's like, no, I guarantee that some of my friends would see this and show up. Wow. So again, that's where everybody's heads are these days. Again, the more you know, will suit yes. you better down the road. So yes. we are in fire season, uh, especially out here on the West Coast. We are ramping up. We have red flag warnings up and down the West Coast. Um, but man. Very interesting. Don't know if you saw this yesterday, but Kingman, Arizona had a tornado. Yes, I did see that. It and was it was a good looking little tornado. It was. It was a very nice stovepipe. I'm not going to lie for it being as small yet. And we have not seen uh, the rating on it yet. But monsoonal moisture has made its way, started to make its way into Arizona. And man, that thing was impressive. Yeah, it really was. Go Arizona. Absolutely. Absolutely. They've had more tornadoes than us this season. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. They have. Um, you know, it's funny. I do my little radio show down there every weekend, and I do a weather forecast like we've talked about on the show. And I was like, you know, there's a slight chance of thunderstorms, you know. And it's very weird to be talking about thunderstorms and knowing that it's a hit and miss situation. So it's just like, okay, so I'm not going to lie. I sat there and I checked the radar a lot yesterday <laughs> just to make sure that we had storms pop up. I would have felt really bad for blowing that forecast. Yeah. Well, when you have fun weather going on, you know, you're always checking it, especially if you're doing the forecast for that area. Right. And doing it a day ahead of time, too. Yeah. So here's a little trick. I don't do the weather forecast live. Ooh. Forgive me. Sneaky. Sneaky. No, I should, though, but I don't. Because I don't necessarily want to drag my butt out of bed at 6 a.m. Well, you know, and it's it's hard to find that time every day to it do is. that. Like sometimes you have things that go on and like you're sleep. like, I... <laughs> well, yes, like sleep. <laughs> sleep is very important. Yes. Here's another soapbox moment from Bobby and Bobby. Sleep. It's important. 
It's important. Please try to get we 60, support it. Yes, yes. <laughs> please try to get six to eight hours every day. For every one, day. for one, it will help your outlook on life significantly. <laughs> yes, it will. Not to mention, uh, improve the health of everybody around you. <laughs> because you won't be crabby and want to, uh, you know, inflict harm. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we don't want you inflicting harm. So get your sleep. Yes, we don't need that. Um, ooh. New tweet just came in from SPC. I am now under, as you are, a general thunderstorm watch for tomorrow. Nice. Not a non actual watch, but just you know, it's conditions are favorable. So maybe maybe we'll get some humidity with all that hot air, and maybe we'll get some thunderstorms. And that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm down for it. Bring on the rain. We need it around here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, Bonnie, it's been a very interesting week weather wise. Uh, you know, again, Hannah and Douglas are the two big stories. We continue to watch the tropics as they did finally heat up. But ah, it's going to be interesting to see what Douglas does in Hawaii today. Yes. All eyes will be on Douglas for sure. Yep. If you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us at Weather Podcast. Uh, we'll be tweeting updates as we get them and as we see them. Mm-hmm. But man, how how awesome is this? Finally, we get storms to talk about. Yes, we have been waiting. And so hopefully... This is full speed ahead here, and this isn't just a random pop of storms and then it dies off again. So we'll see. Right. Well, it's about to happen. Bonnie, another great edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.